Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the lead pastor of Harvest Baptist Church. Every week, we spend these 25 minutes together telling you the stories of our church by interviewing our members and other friends of the ministry. We'd like to invite you to join us at Harvest Baptist Church this week. We have one service in the summer, 10 a.m., and we have Japanese and Korean translation available at that time. And at 10 a.m. is also when we live stream at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. This week, we're back in our summer series, Who Do You Say I Am? This week, I Am the Door from John 10:7. Let's begin today's harvest time by welcoming Pastor Gary Walton. Hi, Pastor. Hey, half a day, Chris. Yeah, the byline for the title for our message this, this Sunday morning is, I Am the Door an invitation to come into relationship with the Father. And we've uh, this is part four of this series where we've just been answering the question that Jesus asked and then answered. He asked of his disciples, who do, you, who do you say I am? And then he gave us these very clear descriptions that are so helpful for us. And as we've been saying all along, um, every person at some point in their life is going to have to answer that question. And it's going to be incredibly important what your answer is. So we want to hear what Jesus has to say about it. We're just walking through the scriptures to hear and listen and learn uh, what God has for us in that time. So we'd invite you to come and join us this, uh, this Sunday morning for part four in this series. Faith and I have a special privilege of having some good friends with us here on island for a couple of weeks to be at camp. We're going to talk about that in a minute, but we want to welcome to Harvest Time Pastor Ryan and Nicole Myrie uh, in studio with us. Thank you guys for being here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. We're excited to be on Guam and being able to serve alongside you, our friend, and uh, just been excited to see everything that, that Harvest uh, is doing in the community and, and in the island community. It's been, it's been great. Well, we've been friends for a while. Uh, I think, Nicole, you said 16 years, I think, when we first met. 16 years, yeah. Yeah, and God has, uh, yeah, molded our hearts together in some ways. been exciting to see how God's worked in your lives together over the last 16 years. And I can't wait for others to hear uh, that story. Uh, You're both here to be part of camp. So Pacific Rim Christian Camp is happening this week, teen camp, and then next week, junior camp. And Pastor Ryan is the... Uh, is the keynote speaker, um, and so we've have, been having a great time there. Pastor Ryan, you are uh, a pastor of discipleship in Avon Lakes. A- Avon Park Lakes, Florida. Okay. Yeah, so it's Avon Park. We live in Highlands County. It's right in the center of the state. We're about an hour and some change south of Orlando and about an hour and a half from each coast either way. So it's uh, we're literally, uh, we call it, well, we're in Florida country. It's cows and citrus, and so it's not the right. Palm Beach, you know, not 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 the beaches and the and the palm trees that most people think about when they think about Florida. Okay, right in the middle of the state. That's right. Nicole, you're an RN um, working as uh, I think you'd said for for the hospital now. Could tell us about that, and then tell us about your kids. Okay, Advent Health Corporate. Um, I work from home. I used to work in the hospital, but now I work from home. It's been a blessing to be there. And we have two girls, beautiful girls. Um, One is a senior in high school. One's a senior in college. Okay, great. Their names are? Rylea and Elena. Okay, shout out to them. We'll see if they listen Uh at some point. Hey, girls. (laughs) Uh Um, Our story together, uh, 
you know, took place kind of beginning 16 years. Um, Nicole, I'm, I'm going to ask you to start. It's really um, the story of your spiritual life. Tell us about your background real quick, where you okay. grew up, okay. and then kind of tell us what happened spiritually, and we'll lead that to your story, Brian. I was born and raised in a small community in South Dakota, and I grew up praying to God every day, all the time. My mom taught me as a little girl, you can pray to the Lord. You do not need anyone to intercede for you to pray with him. So I did as a, as a little girl, but it was many years later before I um, realized that, uh, you know, I did not, although I prayed to him all the time, I did not know him. I knew mm. of him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I didn't know him personally, and I certainly hadn't made him Lord of my life yet. That happened at age 33. Never forget, same age Christ died on the cross. And um, at that time, I kind of uh, hit a uh, just a stopping point in my life. I had done everything I had strived to do up to that point, graduate high school, college. Uh, you get my career going. I met this uber-talented and handsome guy sitting next to me here. I ended up marrying him, and we had our two girls. And I just thought, okay, what's next? <laughs> what's yeah. next now? What, what, you know, and asking myself just big questions, you know, what is the purpose of this thing we call life? And, um, you know, I, uh, I started searching and at the same time as Lord would have it at the very same time, uh, we had a cousin that it came out that he was quite possibly an atheist and that scared me a little bit. And I thought, man, he's just an amazing person. How could this be? He's just, you know, and, um, all I could think about were his parents and how as a mother, wow, this is huge. I felt like we had one chance to get this right. And are we on the right path for that? So mm-hmm. I just started a search and I, you know, started reading my Bible again, fell asleep every night to um, Bible on cassette, and I just kept searching and searching. A friend of mine named Audrey uh, started a Bible study. I just kept on searching, kept on searching, and I, one night alone in my bed, in a puddle of tears, just realized my sin, and that was Mm. the problem, and it was going to keep me from this holy God forever. And I just the weight of my sin was so heavy and it was so dark and I just didn't want this life anymore. And I pictured myself just handing with my arms stretched out, just handing my life, giving it back to God and saying, mm-hmm. God, I don't want it anymore. I just don't want this life. All I want is you. And that's all it took. And I just, I fell asleep in this puddle of tears. I woke up the next morning and all that weight was gone. I felt light as a feather. I kept bouncing off the walls. I just felt so free and so full of a joy that I had never, ever ha- experienced before in my life. It was just amazing. And I remember turning on the radio. I got up, did what I did do every morning. I got up and I turned the radio on. I was going to make lunch for the family and I pack our lunches, make breakfast. And the radio station I had on just didn't mesh mel with me. It just made me so anxious. And I kept pushing that button, pushing that button until I landed on Heaven 88.7. And it was gospel music. And it just made me feel just just meshed with my joy. <laughs> and I just kept listening. And I loved it. And I was singing the hymns that morning. And that, that station stayed on. And I, I found there were preachers on there. And I kept listening. I, It was just amazing. That was week one, joy. The next Sunday came. Because it was a Sunday night that I had um, done that. And the next Sunday came, we got up, did what we always do on Sunday morning. We got the girls ready. We went to church. And um, uh, it was from the moment I walked into church, it was just 
a cold feeling, a dark feeling. And I just, it was so uncomfortable and I was just shaking and I didn't know why it was the, the strangest thing. And I made it through the service at, but, but by the time I took my step out of the door, I resolved to never step foot back in that church again. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what was going on. I was so shocked. And I just said, Lord, what in the, what in the world am I going to do? Right. How do I sit my husband down and tell him, I never want to go back to the church we were married in, the church that his parents were married in, and the church that his aunt and uncle were going to church at. And I prayed and I prayed and I, um, the Lord, you know, I just thought, okay, this is a search. Um, and I sat Ryan down. I said, hon, I said, how do we know that we're in the right church for our girls? How do we know? I was so excited for the Lord. How do we know that this is the right path, right? How do we know this is right? I said, with your blessing, can I find just research churches and just try to find a church? And if it leads me right back here, it leads me right back here. But can I have your blessing? And um, he thought I was a little crazy, but he (laughs) gave me the blessing. And uh, I did not want to take the next two years of my life, three years, visiting all these churches in the area. So I just said, okay, <laughs> how can I do this real fast? And I prayed, and the Lord said, you know what? Let's do this through the phone book. Back when there were phone books. <laughs> I grabbed the phone book. I opened it up to churches, and I started with A and went all the way down to Z. And I was in such a hurry, I didn't even go back to A. I got a piece of paper. I wrote down all the churches that uh, you know I knew through my Bible studies were man-made doctrine. I didn't want to touch those. I wanted ones that were from the Bible. And I, all the ones I weren't sure of, I wrote them down on a piece of paper. I landed up at the Baptist churches at the end of my list, I had about 40 churches, and I thought, okay, I'm going to call these pastors, and I'm going to find out, with your help, Lord, what should be our church, so we can just get the girls learning, and I can continue to learn what I've been learning. I was so excited about learning about him, and I realized I needed to have questions for these pastors I was calling, so I... um, thought, wow, how is little old me going to do this? I need, to, I need a doctrine. And here I am, a baby Christian, trying to figure this out. And I knew from my learning that baptism was simple. So I wrote that down. That was number one. I knew baptism was after um, you, you believe your faith in Jesus Christ. That was believer's baptism. So I came up with some other things, wrote them down. I only had about four or five things. And I started calling these pastors. And each one I couldn't get past number one. I couldn't get past baptism. Each one compromised on that. And it just wasn't what the Lord, I felt the Lord was telling me baptism was. It was so simple. So I kept going and things came up like speaking in tongues. And I thought, well, what is this? So I got out my concordance. I would look up every every single verse in the Bible on speaking in tongues I could. And I would try to decipher with God's help if this is something we that was of the past or if this is something we should be doing now. So I was on my face before the Lord, pray read, pray, read, and made a decision. And on I went moving on. And I got down to that list. I got down to the last four and I was close to a, so I was, uh, they were all Baptist churches that were left and I got nervous and I got scared when I got down to about four of them left. Cause I thought, what if I don't find a church in our area? What am I going to do? And then So I was afraid to call the last four, but then I realized some people, I had heard of someone who drove 45 minutes with their family to church. I'm like, okay, if I need to drive out of sight of our area to find the right church for us, the good church, I was willing to do that. So that gave me courage to call, and I called the last three, and I was down to the last one. And I still hadn't got past number one. I still hadn't got past baptism. Nobody had answered it the way I thought it was supposed to be answered. And I 
as the Lord would have it, the last church was Brookdale Baptist Church, the pastor or the church that Pastor Gary was um, uh, shepherding at the time. And I called and Pastor T, Pastor mm-hmm. Tim Terpstra, love them. Oh, he answered the phone and I told him who I was, told him what I was doing. And I said, can I ask you some questions about your church? He said, absolutely. <laughs> and I said, asked him about baptism and how they practice it there. And he was the very first pastor <laughs> to answer that question perfectly to what I thought scripture was telling me and what I had learned in all of my studying. And I started crying. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I composed myself when we went through all, all I had about five or six points by then. And he answered every single one just perfectly to what I thought it was supposed to say. And I was so overwhelmed. I started bawling like a baby. <laughs> and um, he said to me, Nicole, he said, can I, can I pray with you? And I had never had anyone ever asked me that before that can I pray with you Nicole and that made me cry even more he said this beautiful prayer and and I just said can I I want to come visit your church so he said absolutely my my wife Beth will meet you you know this coming Sunday so I got up by myself left the family at home I was too scared to say anything to Ryan I was too afraid to say the wrong thing I didn't know what was going on in his heart with this search I was doing I just prayed and I tried not to say too much because I didn't want to push him away. But anyway, I got ready by myself. I drove to this church, and I was praying the whole time. And I get in there, and Beth um, met me. I must have got the right in time. She she j- grabbed my hand, took me down there, and the service was just starting. And the first song was How Great Thou Art. And I had grown up hearing my mom sing that song a thousand times. Beth was a strong alto, and if I had closed my eyes, I would have thought that I was listening to my mom because <laughs> Beth and my mom were identical alto, strong alto on that song, and it just made me cry. Once again, I'm crying. <laughs> then here comes Pastor Walton up to start the service and preaching. I thought, well, who am I listening to? And I looked at the bulletin, and here it was Gary Walton. Well, my dad's name is Gary. So here I am thinking about my parents, <laughs> thinking like I almost needed their blessing to be in this church. It was awful strange. But anyway, the service went through. It was amazing. I think it was on Matthew. And I met Pastor T for the first time in the middle of this very crowded sanctuary we were building on at the time. And here um, comes Pastor Walton, hmm. Pastor Gary, And I met him for the first time and we stood and talked in the middle of this super crowded Hmm. church sanctuary. And I remember looking up and going, where did everybody go? Our conversation was so intense. And it was during that conversation that passed. I, I realized from the education of pastor Walton that what had happened to me three weeks prior, I didn't Hmm. know I was saved. Hmm. I was such a different creature. I don't remember this scary, but I remember I know I told you, I feel like somebody took a rug and just whipped it out from underneath me and I'm still floating around and I haven't landed yet because I I didn't know who I was anymore. And, but I knew that life had stopped. There was nothing more important than finding the church for my family. Mm. Like that nothing was more important than that. It was a mission that the Lord just placed on my heart. And a couple weeks after that, next week I came with a friend who was also looking for a church and it was the next week after that, the next Sunday, I asked Ryan, I said, Ryan, I said, I found this church. I, I just think that, you know, God is there. And I think it's so right from the Bible. And I want you to come. Would you come with me? And can we bring the girls? And um, you said, yeah. 
I, I mean, you're gonna have to explain what was going on with you, but we came and that's where Ryan's story pretty much starts. I, I remember guess. that conversation, you know, very well. I mean, at that time in our church, God was doing a lot of amazing things. Amen. There's many people, similar kinds of stories of just yeah. coming to the Lord. But I remember that in the middle of that crowded place. And I remember meeting you two, Ryan, and then a couple conversations afterwards. Yeah. Let's jump to that spot. Yeah. Um, give us a little bit of your background. Sure. Um, in fact, I didn't say this, Ryan. When, when I met you, in fact, you were a, a tennis pro, a teaching tennis pro yes, um, in uh, Fargo, North Dakota. You uh, played tennis in college, D2 tennis player. You grew up in that area. Tell us a little bit about your background. That kind of Sure. Yeah, no, thank you. Uh, yeah, I grew up in Minnesota and uh, loved playing sports. Uh, that was kind of my passion uh, up to that point. I played all kinds of sports, but tennis was kind of the one that I excelled at. So played that collegiately. Um, found myself after uh, having a double major in sports. Spanish and business, uh, giving up that life and uh, pursuing a, a career in in tennis. It was just, man, that was that was my passion, and so yeah. it just made sense. So I was a teaching pro. I did a lot of stuff with the United States Tennis Association. I was uh, working uh, with some high performance juniors in our area and traveling all over the place, mm -hmm. making kind of a you know a big name for myself, and thought I was on the on the path to glory. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and uh, but little did I realize, really, if, at that time, you know how much uh, time I was neglecting with my family. Mm. And uh, you know, you look look back now and go, wow, there's a lot of time I I wasted. Mm. Uh, and uh, so, kind of to to come alongside where Nicole was, uh, yeah, she acted a little bit crazy all of a sudden. <laughs> um, you know, everything trumped. Uh, the Bible trumped everything, and this search really kind of took uh, over uh, our household. Uh, and it was very evident just uh, in her demeanor and the way she was acting, her this pursuit that she was following. I can look back now, and now the knowing Scripture, it was First Peter three. I mean, she she was doing all these things. She had been changed, and she started winning me mm -hmm. without really a word. It was just in her behavior and her actions. And so she said that question, "Hey, would you come to church?" Uh, with us. And so actually we were still going to our other church at the time. And I said, well, sure, you know, I'll give it a try. And, uh, yeah, we walked in there that day and something was different. Uh, you, I could feel it right away. Uh, and then I, I, you know, I've, I've mentioned this to you pastor a number of times, but, uh, man, that day, uh, I heard a message from Matthew seven and, you know, it's just one of those things where I, it wasn't, by accident. It, mm. it didn't just happen. It was exactly what I needed to hear that, that day. And uh, it was Matthew 7 that says, you know, wide is the path that leads to destruction and narrow is the way that leads to life. And there are very few on that. There's many on the wide path, but very, very few on the narrow path. And uh, then it also said, uh, you know, where there's a conversation with Jesus and he says, depart from me, I never knew you. Mm -hmm. And wow, that I, I remember just sitting there very uncomfortable in my own my own area that, that I'm like wow that could that could be me mm. um, and then uh, you know shortly after that I know you followed up with a number of different conversations sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with me and uh, I grew up in a Lutheran church and so I really wanted to know well what more needed to be done tell me what I need to do and I'll mm -hmm. check off the boxes and you know earn my way into this and uh, so we wrestled with that but uh, other people in the church came alongside in this this process of discipleship, and uh, it was uh, Steve Melquist, and uh, we invited over to his house. He sat me down on his porch, and he sat me down, and he said, uh, "Are you saved yet?" And hmm. 
over our conversations, I knew exactly what he was asking. Uh, and I could look him in the eye and say, no, I'm not. And man, I love this question. I use this a lot now. <laughs> and he said this to me, he says, well, what are you waiting for? And uh, I didn't have a, a really good response other than I don't know. And he said, well, why don't we take care of this right now? And so that was the day I gave uh, my life to the Lord. I think it was about three months uh, after Nicole uh, accepted Christ as her Lord and Savior. And so uh, that started me on a, on a wild path then after that. It's really amazing. It's fun to think back and remember those instances and God's clear uh, hand guiding you, directing you every step along that way, connecting you with the Word and then with the community um, in order for him to really put his hand on you. Um, you guys served together in that church. You grew, in fact, maybe I could ask you this. I know you have a passion for discipleship. Yeah. Um, tell us why and what does that mean uh, to uh, you? I, I know you're not going to want to hear this, but, but it's, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you just let us, you let us so well. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I remember uh, it, it was very early on. Uh, the gentleman that, I, that led me to the Lord, I thought he was going to be my discipleship partner. And uh, I don't know if you remember, but you uh, you partnered me up with a, a wheat pathologist of all people. So uh, sorry, Tim Friesen out there, but man, I thought hey, one, your best, yeah, of man, my best. Uh, this guy, you know, and uh, but man, it was it was so sweet. Yeah. Uh, the 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 community of, of of believers in that place was was so solid that I mean, I met with Tim for two years. Uh, mm weekly uh and it wasn't a normal schedule just because of mine we'd meet at nine ten o'clock in the evening and we'd both be asleep on the you know on on our respective recliners and uh you know we'd wake up and go okay i got it we you know so it, it was just a sweet sweet time and i know uh, nicole has a similar story uh with someone that you set us up with as far as discipleship there yeah. goes so that was that was the launching pad for me i know just in my faith set such a good solid foundation not only with that one-on-one -on -one time, but some of the classes and Sunday schools that we were able to be a part of as well. Yeah, very shortly after we were in the church, um, I was set up with Gloria, and Gloria is to this day my rock. Mm -hmm. um, it's just a priceless relationship, and she means the world to me. And um, yeah, and every single thing that we needed right when we needed it, from parenting classes to you name it, it was just right there. You had it right there for us. And we just continued to grow and continued to grow. And, uh, um, you know, we can't imagine church not under um, kind of the way you directed it, right? That's the goal. That's the dream because it was so great for us. So that's always been our passion. That's what we uh, yeah. search after. That's what Absolutely. we strive to pour ourselves into. Others through discipleship the same way we were discipled. Yeah. And one of the things that I think was very interesting is, you know, so we were doing all these classes and then all of a sudden, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it was, it was you just mentioned, well, Hey, you know, we need some help in our junior high class. So we went and sat in with the Hulberts in junior high class. And all of a sudden the, 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 on vacation. Yeah, the Hulberts <laughs> are on vacation and they're like, yeah, okay, well we got to cancel it. Right. And they're like, no, you're going to lead it. And uh, I remember having that conversation with like, oh, like, like okay. Oh, oh, I don't believe they're letting us do this, but I mean, we were, yeah, well you were teaching it. dozens and dozens of tennis students, but I, that I was. was a different deal, right? Yeah. Totally scary. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, I could talk tennis all day long. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Now, now I got to hold up to the standard of God's word, and I, yeah. I remember, it, I know it was. I'm not downplaying uh, ministry to our junior high students, yeah. but I, I, <laughs> I was scared, right? And uh, uh, you know, I know it was only junior high uh, Sunday school, but man, it, it was, it was. It, 
But let it was me, overwhelming. Let me say this. Pastor Walton found time in his crazy busy mm-hmm. schedule. I have never met, I just want to tell you, mm-hmm. I've never met anyone my whole life that has a schedule blocked off on 15 minute increments because you're so packed jam full and you make time for everyone. It's just amazing. But you made time in your schedule for Ryan. Yeah. And Her- Herberts and Gerberts. Herberts and Gerberts. Yeah. 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 A lot yeah. of subs. Yeah. And, if, <laughs> and correct me if I'm wrong, but you were the first one to say to Ryan, you know, saw something in him. I mean, I he would bring home, he in the church library, he would bring home stacks of 10 books at a time and he would read through them in no time and he'd come back with another 10. And I think you saw that maybe and you were the first one to say, hey, maybe you should take a class uh, and just see what the Lord does with it. Is that how that happened? Brian, tell us yeah. about that. Tell us just kind of about God's call in your life. And yeah, then... yeah. It was, uh, I mean, I, I can't really remember the exact time frame, but it was very shortly after I was saved. I, I think, well, I remember this, Pastor, because I use this example a lot just because you, you gave it to me and it, it stuck with me. But, uh, I mean, I remember meeting at Urbrick and Gerberts, and I don't think I ever ate a sub because I, I just wanted to talk. I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to ask you questions. I need you to give me the answers. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just felt like I had missed out on so much in my life because I've had 33 years and and uh, man I, I wanted to make up for it I wanted to know this Bible that I didn't I didn't know anything about I, I felt and uh, you had told me then well just take it one day at a time it's like it's like adding one piece of paper at a time <laughs> you know and after a week you got seven pieces of paper and after a month you got 30 and after a year I don't know I lost track I'm not a math guy after that but uh, <laughs> you, you know and so just be patient and uh, I mean that was that was such wise counsel and uh, I use that a lot now just to kind of think and so uh, yeah uh, I think I took a, a class from uh, uh, Virginia Beach Baptist, and uh, it was on the Minor Prophets, and uh, I was like, "What? This is this is amazing!" And that that just kind of mm-hmm. wet my appetite for uh, for this. And uh, it was it, maybe shortly after that uh, we were doing junior high Sunday school. Now all of a sudden the senior high needed to have somebody teach, and so we jumped into that. And uh, with my background with working with juniors, uh, I guess you know once you, once you get into youth ministry, it's kind of hard to get out of it, you know. And so it was like, well, why don't you lead Wednesday nights? And so then I became kind of the youth director on on the side, and um, you know, just it was a, it was such a sweet process as as I was learning and growing in Jesus. Um, the church was was affirming all of these different moves all the way through, and so um, you know that process led into uh, you know I was I was leading the youth, and uh, then all of a sudden, man, I, the passion that I had once for tennis, yes. I got got taken away. Mm. I mean, one thing I would be subtracted uh, from the world and my pursuit of the world, and the church would just bless me with just a, an addition. Like, okay, that's gone, but man. This is really where I want you, and that just felt so at peace with all of those decisions. And uh, it was very shortly after that that the church. Uh, I decided I, I felt this calling, like I can't do what I'm doing right now uh, and be fully satisfied. I, I know I believe God is calling me into ministry, and I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't know what that even involved, but I, I felt this pull from a very early on. And Nicole laughs at me that I gave was supposed to be missions and all these different things. Cause I was reading yeah. a bunch of books about Jim Elliott and, mm-hmm. and, uh, so through gates of splendor was the first book yeah. that you gave me. So yeah. excited that you have to read this. Yeah. And I did. And then of course I thought, okay, Lord, mm-hmm. where are we going? Is it Africa? <laughs> and yeah. I was trying yeah. to prepare myself, but as a wife, I saw this beautiful, amazing transformation of him going from a world of amazing tennis into and and these doors in tennis would close and doors for Christ would open and push him that direction and a life I never thought he would leave 
I mean, this boy would set his alarm at three in the morning. So he was the first one to see the the um, Wimbledon open or whatever <laughs> open across the world uh, and see it live. Um, the Lord took all that away yeah. and, and, and brought him to Christ. And I was praying so hard for a husband that would yeah. uh, just be as passionate as I was. And I was... Well, that's hard, uh, but I tried yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> through the grace of Jesus. Yes, yeah. Uh, but yeah, and so it was that. I guess the end of part of that story was, and then so this this church that that God led my wife to, uh, that we were discipled and uh, just uh, it encouraged in the faith, then called me to be uh, one of their pastors, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so. Uh, Wow, you know that that's quite a journey from being just totally lost to now uh, being part of the the shepherding of that flock. Uh, man, it I, I still think back and, and shake my head at God's grace and and God's goodness. Well, you guys know I love you guys and I'm thankful for God's work uh, in your lives. I, it is so thrilling for Faith and I to have you here. Um, and uh, as I mentioned at the beginning, they're serving together on. Uh, at our camps this summer or this week, Ryan's preaching and teaching. Tell us real quick, Ryan, what your burdens are for camp and uh, what God's using you for. Yeah, you know, we didn't really know what to expect uh, when we came in, uh, but man, we have 150 kids that, mm. that God has has put here on the campus, and uh, that's that's a heavy burden. And uh, my my main goal is is get them to to know God more, know God better, and that they would. Uh, like you, like you're saying, man, the Father is is inviting us into this relationship with Him, and uh, that's my deep desire for them: that they know Christ, they follow Christ, they obey Christ, and then they live for Christ, and they go out and and share this glorious message of Jesus, who brings hope and who brings comfort and who brings the forgiveness of sins Amen. and the and the promise of eternal life with Him. It's amazing to hear your guys' story over the last 16 years, which is cool. That's the transformation that God's made in your life. Um, I can guarantee you that there's people listening right now that uh, God's going to use your story again in their lives. And our prayer is, as it's been from the beginning, that what God did in you would be multiplied in you know, dozens and dozens of uh, people in the future. I'm so thankful for your willingness to serve him. Proud of you in some ways. Happy for you. And I'm really thrilled to kind of link arms you know together this week for what god's doing here on campus so thank you guys for being willing to come out thank you for being our mentor Mm -hmm. yeah thank you brother we love you too (laughs) we do and thank you for listening to harvest time of course at this point in the program we always want to personally invite you again to services at harvest baptist church we gather at 10 a.m on sunday in the summer we offer japanese and korean translation during that service and also live stream at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. We hope to see you this Sunday. Thanks again for listening to Harvest Time.